This is what the old preachers used to do. They had a big old cloth. They didn't have a handkerchief. Well, they had a handkerchief. But when they were preaching, they would have a cloth, not, not just a little tiny thing. And so while our technician is working on that, Let's go ahead on and pray. You all know how we do. Let's pray together, not at each other, but to God Almighty. I reminded you of a little song a long time ago. People used to sing it. A little talk with Jesus makes everything all right. Now, that song was born out of somebody's experience. And I believe that it has been the experience of millions of people down through the years. So don't listen to me pray. I dare you to pray. For just a little while. You don't have to pray as long as I do. But all spiritual. Saved and spiritual people know. That. There's power in prayer. Holy Father God. As we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven and holy father God we praise you I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is sitting at your right hand, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, thank you for another magnificent and productive day. Thank you, Lord, for uh, giving us a purpose to live for bigger than ourselves, something to get up for and to look up and to look forward to. I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And uh, I praise you and thank you, Lord, uh, for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are. I praise you and I thank you for 
the millions and the many and manifold blessings. And Holy Father God, for those of us who are saved, Lord, uh, help us to individually confess our sins, our failures, and our faults. And for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins as we from our hearts. By your grace, forgive those who have uh, sinned against us. Lord, help us to be a people who are saved, who are prayed up in such a way, and confessed up to you in such a way that Anytime you want to call us home, we're ready. And so, Holy Father God, we pray that you'll help us to live our lives like that. And, uh, Lord, it would be wonderful to be walking in your word, praying without ceasing, praying always, and continuing instant in prayer, watching and praying, that we enter not into temptation uh, and we take a step and we step right on into heaven. Lord, that would be beautiful. I pray that you would, uh, you would bless that and bless me and have that to come to pass. Bless others as well. Help us to walk right on into heaven praying to you. And help us to pray without ceasing throughout this evening. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That you would energize us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Grant us the energy, the strength, the unction, the anointing, the fruit, and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. And uh, grant us your grace your unction and your anointing, your freedom and your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to understand your Holy Word as we read it, preach it, and teach it and preach your Holy Gospel. Help us to comprehend it. Help us to be convicted by it that we would confess our sins and repent of our sins in turn from all of our wicked, evil ways. And Lord, help us all to be reminded that you're always concerned about what's on the inside. Just like the detectives and the police officers, they're wondering why, what was the motive of the shooter. And so Lord, you're always concerned about what our motive is in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So Lord, help us to be real about that. Help us to always be true to you and do only what we do for your glory, your praise, your honor, and for your kingdom. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that you would save those who are lost, even in the church, including my own wife and other people in my own family who are religious but lost, as I was for so many years, and ignorant. 
And Holy Father God, I thank you for saving my wretched soul. I don't know how you did it all, but I remember when it was done, and I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor, for I would have never enjoyed a journey like this. My life would have been totally dark and dim, uh, and uh, there's no telling, Lord. I, but I do know I would not have ended up where you have placed me. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do pray that you would uh, cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of the hearts and minds and lives of Hermoth Dixon and her two sisters. I know the name of one, Cynthia. Uh, and uh, and out of my wife, Marika White, and others in our family on both sides. Uh, Lord, and I do pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from their lives. And from our family as a whole, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. For I do know for a biblical fact that uh, those who name the name of Christ ought to be loving and cheerful and joyful and pleasant at all times. I pray that you would fill all of my children with the power of your Holy Spirit and the Lord help them all to examine themselves and to make sure that they're saved so that they can walk in the power of your Holy Spirit and be people of truth, honesty, uh, love, joy, and peace. I pray this, Lord, also for all other families that name the name of Christ and all other people. I pray for their salvation, the irreligious, those who don't know you as Savior, that they may come to know you as Savior, Lord, because I want everybody to have a similar journey uh, that you put me on, a journey of peace and joy and cheerfulness in spite of great persecution and in spite of uh, demonic attacks. And so, Holy Father God, even in the midst of those things, we should have your joy, your peace, and your cheerfulness. And I cannot explain it. I believe, I, I believe that's the reason why you said joy unspeakable and peace that pass of all understanding. We can't even explain it, uh, how deep it is and how we're not discombobulated by devilish, rebellious, disobedient, uh, stubborn, proud, uh, witches, and warlocks. 
who want the worst for us. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver those of us who are saved tonight from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And uh, Holy Father God, also switch over. And Holy Father God, also thank you for reminding me of that. Thank you, Lord, for my son Daniel Ezekiel, my daughter Daniqua, my daughter Danielle, who have done a fantastic uh, job, uh, Lord, throughout this day and throughout the weeks and months and years, faithfully serving you. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless them abundantly and use them for your glory and your praise and your honor. And make sure that, make sure the sound is off. Okay, go ahead. Lord, thank you for reminding me of this. I must continue praying. Holy Father God, I do pray that all technical issues have uh, come to pass. If not, Lord, help Daniel Ezekiel uh, to fix them quickly, decently, and in order. And... Uh, Check right here. Check the, the, the internet box and see what, which one is it on. Now head about them. Okay. Okay. So the, and it's still rolling? Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll go ahead and do a go ahead and do a hard Refresh. Daniel Ezekiel, uh, BC1 is not flowing right. I would imagine that includes Gospel, Lighthouse of Prayer, and uh, Gospel Light Society, and all of the other sites. Make sure that they're all up and running. You know how to put that right here. You know how to switch that from. You know how to switch the internet. Huh? Okay. Now do uh, click on click on sound and do Alcatel. And then click on twice. Okay, now hit Alcatel. Twice. You click it twice. Is it what now? Is it what now? Okay, it is. Okay. Now you can you can go, go do away with that. And then do do a hard refresh. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for blessing me and reminding me of these things. 
and uh, Holy Father God, I pray that they are all squared away. I pray also, Lord, that you will help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent. And uh, Holy Father God, prepare people, Lord, for a deep wave of the coronavirus and the monkeypox and other things that have come online as chastisement and rebuke to your church and judgment to uh, a wayward world because of us not doing what you've commanded us to do. And Holy Father, God bless all of the technology, all of the wires, all of the cables, and all of the satellite stuff to work beautifully, powerfully, decently, and in order. I pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in the morning. In this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, obviously the people in Uvalde are still hurting after uh, all of these days very badly. We pray for them, Highland Park, Chicago, Buffalo, uh, New York, and so many other places now. We can't even count them going towards 400, and we're not even halfway through the year. God, have mercy and grace upon us and forgive us of our sins in the church, in the country, and in the world. And Holy Father God, help people who name the name of Christ to confess their sins and to repent. Help preachers who are truly called by you to preach as often as they can. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to give me your grace and strength to do so and to take advantage of the opportunities that you've given to us with the technology that you have given to us. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor. I do pray, Lord, tonight for all people who name the name of Christ, who are saved, and for all of us in my family as well, lift all of our burdens, cares, and worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears. Lord, from our feeble hearts and minds, and fill us with your peace that passeth all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. Lord, in this sin-cursed world, and during these very difficult days, Lord, help people to learn how to have a little talk with Jesus. Did you do the hard? Pardon me, Lord, and thank you for reminding me. I thought it was something that was taken care of. Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that our producers, that our directors and technicians will uh, get this resolved quickly, decently, and in order. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver us tonight from all of our uh, distresses and afflictions. 
for those of us who are saved and who are willing to confess our sins, repent of our sins, and turn from our wicked sins, and uh, deliver us from all of our tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. And Lord, help your people to indeed have a little talk with you. And Holy Father God, show them your power and how that, Lord, you may not change the situation that day or that night, but how you will change them on the inside of their hearts, their minds, their souls, and their spirits. Uh, it's similar, Lord, but better than that little uh, exercise rush you get after you have a little exercise. Uh, after you get a little exercise under your belt, it's, a, it's seemingly like a, it seems like a clearing of the mind. Uh, they call them endorphins or something to that effect. Prayer has a similar effect, but in, in a much deeper way. And so Lord help people to understand the power of prayer how that prayer, just like exercise is good for the body, prayer is good for the soul and the spirit and the mind. It does not have to be long and drawn out. Uh, it can be short and sweet and make a big difference. Even we have found out that exercise does not have to be long and drawn out and still you can get that wonderful effect. And so Holy Father God, We pray that you deliver us from spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, student loan debt, student progress problems. And protect us all, Lord, today from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, utilities crisis. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would bless and protect our family from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell. We pray the same for all other Christian families, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church. Help us all to be prayerful, sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful, not only now, but throughout this night. Help us to truly realize that it's not only a point uh, uh, that other people are not the only ones appointed unto death, but we are too. And after that, the judgment. The wages of sin is death for all of us. And help us to never forget that and help us to number our days as the psalmist told us and to act like today could be our very last day. Lord, give me your energy, strength, and grace. Uh, similar to how you gave Moses and uh, Joshua and uh, uh, back in those days when they got to a certain age they still had the strength of a young man. Lord do that in my life so that I can preach uh, in strength uh, all the way out until I leave here. And uh, lead these services and for such a time as this to pray on out until I leave here having my full strength and might and ability which I don't deserve 
Lord, uh, I pray that you do that for me and others as you see fit. Let your will be done and not our will be done. Place upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with a band of your holy angels, a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Okay. Refresh it again. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, <clears throat> pardon me, as I've already greeted you once, my dear friends, my beloved, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 591, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single, true, non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. And today we're reading Proverbs chapter 11 verses 1 through 10. Proverbs chapter 11 verses 1 through 10. A false balance well, allow me to say this. I do not want to ever forget it. I have the ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I have the high honor and the uh, great uh, privilege. and uh, the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God. At Proverbs chapter 11 verses 1 through 10. A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. 
Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. The righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. When a wicked man dieth, his expectation shall perish, and the hope of unjust men perisheth. The righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked cometh in his steed. An hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoiceth, and when the wicked perish, there is shouting. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Have it to find a lodging place in our hearts. Help us to love it, to cherish it, and to obey it, and to apply it to our lives, each and every day of our lives, throughout each day, and to pray without ceasing for your help to do so. Grant me your energy, your strength, your supernatural strength, uh, unction and anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy word, to teach your holy word, and to proclaim and preach your holy gospel by the power of your Holy Spirit that never gets tired. And so, Lord, we pray that your holy name would be glorified and Jesus Christ exalted as we move on in this service. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. I hope you have found out through the plague pandemic which is still with us as chastisement to the church and uh, there's nothing like good old-fashioned chastisement. The rod of, of correction from God upon the backsides of God's people to help them to come to their senses and uh, to confess their sins and to repent and to apologize and make things right and then go rest and get some sleep or take a nap. How many of you remember back in the day when you got a butt whipping you wanted to go head on and you said you were sorry and you apologized and you went right on to sleep. You had enough rest and uh, you had enough uh, of a whipping that you just wanted to rest and get some sleep. And God, God will put you to sleep. If you don't put yourself to sleep by doing right, 
God will chastise you, whip you, wake you up, make you come to your senses, find your mind wherever you lost it, <laughs> and then uh, get you back to a point where you can relax and rest and get some sleep. And I am very, very, uh, I marvel at how many people who can't sleep today. I don't know how in the world you can work all day and do this and that all day and drive all day and, and not be able to go to sleep. I've never had a problem going to sleep. I've had a problem getting up sometimes. But uh, my wife and children will tell you I don't have a problem going to sleep. And, uh, and I, would, I would, instead of taking all of these sleeping pills that Governor Huckabee and everybody... Don't be taking all that foolishness. Y'all buying melatonin and all this kind of stuff. You need to get your heart right with God. Confess your sins and repent of your sins. And, and take heed to God's word. Pray. Read the Bible. And do your work throughout the day. Stop being lazy. And, and sitting on your behind eating donuts. And go to work throughout the day. Pray throughout the day, which is work itself, and then lay down and go to sleep at night. I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. All the people, everybody, and their mama taking pills. Now people are taking pills that don't have any drugs in them. I don't know. I don't know what you people are doing, man. God, the Bible says, God gives His beloved sleep. I went to sleep. Went to sleep on on my wife twice. But you know, something told me to wake up, and make sure she didn't have a knife in her hand or something. But anyway, my beloved, uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 591. And today we're at Hosea chapter 14, verse 4, in this fine devotional. If you don't have a copy, get a copy. The Bible reads, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from them, from him. For my anger is turned away from him. Uh, beloved, this sentence is a body of divinity in miniature. Go ahead, Dr. Spurgeon, right off the bat. He who understands its meaning is a theologian, and he who can dive into its fullness is a true master in Israel. 
it is a condensation of the glorious message of salvation which was delivered to us in Christ Jesus our Redeemer. The sense hinges upon the word freely. This is the glorious, the suitable, the divine way by which love streams from heaven to earth. A spontaneous love flowing forth to those who neither deserved it, purchased it, could not purchase it, or sought after it. It is indeed the only way in which God can love such as we are. Yes, God will seek you. You may not seek him, but God will seek you. I was not seeking God. And at the same time, I was because God was drawing me to himself. God ran me down. Now, that's grace for you. For real. It's hard for us to say that. <laughs> we, want, we, want to, we want to do something. But, if, uh, but God, God ran me down and, and saved me. Because I was running away from God, the church, the Bible, everything. My preacher dad, my preacher mom. The text is a death blow to all sorts of fitness. Go ahead, Spurgeon. I will love them freely. Now, if there were any fitness necessary in us, which we don't have any, not for this kind of love, for this kind of mercy, this, for this kind of grace, and I'm adding that, uh, then he would not love us freely. At least this would be a mitigation and a drawback to the freeness of it. Go ahead, Spurgeon. You, 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 and my dad used to say, you're too much. You're too much. Uh, Spurgeon is the Michael Jordan of preachers. Spurgeon is the Tom Brady of preachers. Make no mistake about it. Even in his writing. He's the Wayne Gretzky of preachers. He's the Tiger Woods of preachers. He's the Steph Curry of preachers. He's a killer of the devil with God's word. Go ahead, Spurgeon. But it stands, I will love you freely. Thank you, God, for loving us freely. We complain, Lord, my heart is so hard, and rightfully so. God says, I will love you freely, but I do not feel my need of Christ as I could wish. God says, I will love you freely. I will not love you because you feel your need. May I add, because you're so wicked and so disobedient, so crooked, and uh, so depraved that you, you can't even feel your need. And so proud, so arrogant, that you don't even know your condition. I have to tell you your condition and help you to understand your condition to even get you to the point of salvation. I love you freely. Go ahead, Spurgeon and White. I will love you freely. 
but I do not feel that softening of spirit which I could desire. Remember, the softening of spirit is not a condition, for there are no conditions. The covenant of grace has no conditionality, whatever or whatsoever, if I may add, so that we without any fitness may venture upon the promise of God which was made to us in Christ Jesus when he said, He that believeth on him is not condemned. Go ahead, word of God. And go ahead, Dr. Spurgeon. It is blessed to know that the grace of God is free to us at all times without preparation, without fitness, without money, and without price, and without condition. I will love them freely with my unconditional agape love. And may I add that. These words invite backsliders to return. Indeed, the text was specially written for such, the backsliders, who are filled with their own ways. Like so many of us living in and through this plague, a, a historical plague. Yes, you, you don't want to talk about it right now because you, you think you're so big and bad and you're so proud and arrogant. You don't, want to, you don't want to accept how bad it is. Oh, but the history books will put it up there with the bubonic plague. Hear me well. The history books will tell the story that the church was not prepared for this chastisement and this rebuke. Uh, people tried to go to the church and listen to the preachers, and the preachers, the pastors, were empty. They were dying of the plague at a higher rate than the regular people because the plague was against them. History will uh, say in years to come, AIDS was a judgment against homosexual men particularly, and it never left. They did not take heed, and then God sent the monkeypox. Did you see the homosexual men in a line with their short little shorts on, lining up to get a shot for the monkeypox? Now they have run out of the shots for the monkeypox in America. Pardon me. Oh, the great America has fallen. She has fallen. Oh, the great America has fallen. She has fallen in your sight. Oh, you don't want to talk about it now because you're filled with the American spirit. The American spirit of pride, rebelliousness, arrogancy. We can accomplish all things. We can do all things. No matter what the situation is, we will come out on that. We'll make it happen. That is our philosophy. Is it not? peace and safety when there's no peace and safety. On one hand, today, the coronavirus is back with a vengeance. 
across the country. People are telling people wear a, pardon me, people are telling people to wear a mask. Inside and outside. On the other hand, you got homosexuals standing in line with the monkeypox looking for a vaccine. And then the beautiful trees that were created by God. Some say they've been there for over 2,000 years since the time they were here when Jesus walked the earth are burning up as I speak. Just today, New York is taking uh, preparation for a nuclear attack. Yesterday, somebody drew up what would happen if an earthquake hit the fault near Seattle. Waves so high would destroy the city. People don't know what to say about Yellowstone Park. Could it be the nuclear bomb that will go off and destroy over half of America? And what about this heat? This is unusual heat today. In the great state of Texas, they told the people to cut back on your electricity. Cut back because we're going to have some uh, rolling blackouts if you don't cut back. In the great state of Texas. We need to get healed of our backsliding. We need to stop backsliding in the church. Some people in the church need to get saved. Ain't nobody picking on you. I'm talking about my own family members. They're religious but lost. Filled with the devil and the demons of hell. And uh, want to act like they are perfect Christian people. And that's not the case. So I'm not talking just to you. I'm talking to my own family. You, you, let, me help, let me help you. You cannot be hateful and mean and unloving towards your own children and don't even want to hug your own children, don't want to say I love you to your own children, lie and steal from your husband, lie and steal from your children, and lie on your children and lie on your husband and call yourself saved and do that for over 30 years. You're not saved. You've never been born again. It's as simple as that. And it makes no difference who it is. And I don't care whether you like it or not. Oh, I know it's not what you're used to. All the lies you've heard for the past 50 years. All of the hypocrisy you have done for the past 50 years. I know you don't want to hear it. You want everything to go on like it's been going on with the wicked Christianity. With the whoring around and the lying and the cheating and the stealing. And... Uh, uh, having a side piece and all of that, which is common in the church today. Uh, why? Because the church is backslidden. There are many people in the church who are saved, but they're backslidden. Backslidden for saved people. 
Some of you have not, you, you, you can't even, you can't slide backwards because you're already backwards. You're lost. Written for such, I will heal their backsliding. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. Backslider, surely the generosity of the promise will at once break your heart and you will return and seek your injured Father's face. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, help people who name the name of Christ to repent of their backsliding. Draw them to yourself. Save those who are religious but lost, and save those who are irreligious and lost. We pray for the salvation of the lost, and we pray for millions to come back to you. Thank you for those faithful few preachers who are preaching your gospel around the world. Reward them greatly with many souls. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. That's good. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it, leave it, leave it. You don't need to do anything. Just leave it like that. Okay. Okay, go back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a passage that the demons of hell uh, behind my wife and in through my wife uh, they both hate and so there's no telling what might happen at this segment as we go to the family segment what I call and what I have dubbed the family verses and I believe that God put this passage first regarding the family because it is foundational. Unlike so many of our sweet evangelical pastors and preachers and pastors' wives, if this right here does not happen, you're going to have hell in the family because the wife is supposed to be in subjection to her husband. And uh, you're going to have some hell and some uh, hurt feelings and some hurt and some pain across the board because the wife is pivotal, foundational for the, for the happiness of the family and for, uh, now we can have happiness without her, but if you want a happy family, including her being happy, she needs to do these verses as under God. You say, well, preacher, have you been unhappy in your 34 years of marriage to your wife? Not one day. And my wife is still shocked by that. She tried to provoke problems and things and tried to make me unhappy, but she has never been successful. Because Jesus Christ inside of you is unsinkable. And that goes both ways for the husband and the wife. If you have a terrible husband who's not worth a flip, the wife still in Jesus ought to be happy, cheerful, and joyful.
First Peter chapter 3 talks about that. So happy, so joyful, and so at peace that she can be used by God to win the husband over. Now my wife does not know what it is because she's not saved herself. She knows the lingo, but she does know somebody's living on the inside of her husband that makes him unsinkable. She has never seen me depressed. She's never seen me uh, lay my head in her lap and I needed her to lift me up or anything like that. None of that. Uh, none of that. First of all, I'm not Samson. And she will never be Delilah to me. You say, well, preacher, have you let your wife cut your hair? No. Can you, can't you tell? Mm -mm. No, sir. No, ma'am. Mm -mm. We're not Samson and Delilah in here. And uh, so if you want to have a happy home all the way around, uh, the wife needs to do her job. And I know people don't like to talk along those terms in evangelical Baptist, Bible, Christian church uh, circles because it doesn't matter whether she does her job or not. She still ought to be rewarded and patted on the back, put on a pedestal and, and, and have and, 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 and and use and, and be very powerful in the family over the husband. Whatever mama go wants goes. Damnable philosophy of the American way. And look what it has done to the family. Uh, women even know they're out of control. But just like Mrs. Steve Nutt told me, and I told you what she said, you let a woman take the reins of the marriage of the church, they don't know what to do with it, and they're going to mess it up. However, and I don't care if you like it or not, most of you women know that deep down. Most women do not want a woman pastor. They know that in instinctively. My, my point is, uh, one thing for sure is if you give it to them, sir, in the home and in the church, sir, you're not getting the power back. And that's what's wrong in families today and in churches today and in communities today and in society today. Men did not rise up. Men did not keep the reins. They never had the reins. In most cases in America, most families are controlled and dominated by women. The grandmothers, the mothers, the aunties, the sisters. Uh, in most cases, men are nothing but figureheads, if that, they are almost invisible. They're afraid to say anything lest they don't get any loving and some other things. That's a fact. They, 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 they are seen as beasts of burden. You just bring that money and use your strong back, you strong, <laughs> you strong slave. 
You're a slave to me and everybody else and all the other women in this family and in the church. Bishop, Bishop Ahab, Ahab married to Queen Jezebel. You fear her permanently, unlike Elijah. And all the women in the family control everything with their conniving, their lies, their deception, their foolishness, and, they, and then they get everything under their control, and they can't handle it, and it falls apart, and it's a mess, a constant mess. And I, I, I really, I, I marvel at how women operate with each other. They hate each other, can't stand each other, mock each other, call each other bitches and hoes more than men do and then they go take a trip together and, they, and, and then they talk to each other face to face and talk about how that you know what well, you made me say that because this happened back then and that's all they, they, they spend the whole vacation talking about that foolishness no man wants to be bothered with all that foolishness and a strong man is going to put all that foolishness down it's a mess you got people in, in your family, women in your family, want to keep mess going for years and months. Always bringing up some mess about nothing. And they want to engage you with it. It's designed to put you on a guilt trip and to make you feel badly about something. And I tell you men, be a man. Straighten that mess out. Or say you're out, uh, you know, you go someplace else and I'll stay here or I'll go someplace else and say, we're not going to be doing this mess every day. And then it, it passes on from the grandmothers down to the mothers, down to the daughters, and then you got another generation of perpetuating foolishness. The men are hopefully used for two things. Money and sex every now and then. Other than that, as far as these women are concerned, they're no doggone good. They are, they are toxic. Then when one of the daughters, one of the granddaughters, get raped by a man, then they try to lie about that and cover that up, and then... Uh, then it gets so bad and, and, and they finally get it out five years later to the husband or the grandfather. Now it's too late to even deal with it. But the child is still hurting. The young person is still hurting from the foolishness that you let happen. And then you feel guilty And then you feel guilty for the rest of your life for trying to handle something and protect something that you can't handle and that you can't protect. Uh, don't worry about it, that was the devil trying to keep me from preaching the truth. 
Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. And as I say to women, you don't like God's word on this? Don't get married. God blesses you with a husband to protect you from yourself and from your foolishness, from your disobedience, to make you a better person. And nobody like, nobody and nothing like a good man can help keep you and all of your fickleness in line. And get you and, and move you along to gain purpose in life and to do something with productivity and accomplish some things that you need to accomplish in your life. You know my you know why my wife is still here with me after thirty four years? Because of me. God used me. I don't have time to get into all of the details, but God used me as a man by not allowing her to have her way, not allowing her to whine and uh, boo-hoo about everything. Let's get with the program. We have things to do to keep her busy like I did today. We're moving, moving, moving right along. There's some women who who don't need that kind of motivation, but many do. My wife is one of them. Let's move. And my wife is uh, a person who has a problem moving from one thing to the next. I am good at moving from one thing to the next. Moving right along. Boom, bam. Let's get it done. And then let's have some fun. That's my mentality. Let's get things accomplished. In our case, for God. For the family, for the for ministry, for the family, bam, 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 get it done, and then have big fun. Then sit down and uh, get some popcorn and watch a movie. Okay, and and really, uh, I don't understand, and I can't really, I don't want to really be with anybody around people who don't understand that simple principle. Get up, work hard. Get it done, and then later on in the evening, have big fun. I have a vacation every day. I don't have to wait for no, no two-week vacation. What are you talking about? Vacation for what? I was working with... Uh, 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 I worked with all of uh, my children, and have worked with all of my children down through the years. Uh, I worked with... Uh, I'm working uh, with three right now who are doing a bang-up job and have done so for years. And then they don't even want to take any money. You know, yeah, the spending change, you know, spending money, they don't even want to take it. And, they, and they, they deserve it, they deserve that and more. But today, particularly, God put in my heart to give my youngest son, Daniel Ezekiel, about ten different things to do, and we and we were just bam, 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 getting it done. Boom. Your family is not designed just to sit on their butts and and in the den, and eat cheese crackers and look at mess and garbage and foolishness. Your family, God wants you to do something with your family for His glory. 
He wants your family to use their gifts for his glory while you're raising them. So that when they leave, it's a, it's a blip transition. Okay, I got it now. They already know how to shop. They already know how to pay bills. They already know how to get things done. Okay? Because your family should not stay with you for the rest of your life. Unless there is uh, an emergency, uh, uh, um, you know, a serious uh, reason why. Somebody is very sick or a crisis or a plague or what's happening to America right now. I, I do encourage families, if you can, it's always, it's always best for families to move on. Children to go on with their lives, parents to go on with their lives. And every now and then you might want to meet up. But today, I, I would encourage, and it's hard to live with family members. I have told my children, you know, it's wonderful that your oldest sister is helping you make a transition, but make the, you make the transition, though. Amen? Make the transition. Yes, sir. Because after a while, that's going to get old. <laughs> I know you love everybody. You love each other and all that. I know. Uh, but all, all of you have your own issues. And, uh, uh, and I told them, you want to be as independent as you can. You want to have uh, some money in your pocket, your pocket. That, that, that big sister, big brother don't have to give to you. That you got. And so that you don't, you don't feel as a grown person. Depending on them, they're not your parents, and you, it's a, it's a difference with your parents. They're obligated. It's it's a natural obligation there. But when you're living with uh, individual siblings and family members like that, that's a different ball game, and that can get old real quick. And 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 having to ask an adult family member who's almost your age for some money to do something or to get something and then you're afraid to ask, you don't want to ask, you're too proud to ask and then you go without. That's not fun. So I have encouraged them to make sure you, you be as independent as you can because being an adult goes both ways. You're an adult from your parents and you're an adult from your older siblings as well. Uh, and don't you ever forget it. And don't you let people uh, bogart you just because you're younger and, and, and hold things over your head and all that kind of thing. But anyway, I digress a little bit. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Yes, sir. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Who dictates who does what in the church? Jesus does. He's in charge. 
He's the husband of the church. So that's how it is in the home. The husband is supposed to be in charge. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to be connected with any family. Back in the day, you know, when the preachers like myself would travel and preach, sometimes, I would say maybe a third of the times, somebody would get this notion they want to put me up in their house, which I hated. Because I'm an introverted person. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want little kids running by my room. I don't want the dog jumping on my bed. I don't, I'm not that kind of person. And so I always hated it. I think maybe I had one great experience up in Alaska. Uh, I was so blessed to be with that family. They were such a true blue Christian family. The children were obedient, loved their parents, respected their parents. I just loved it. I, I think it was my only, only good experience with that. And um, I, but I but I have I, I've been in some homes where the wives made it so embarrassing and so miserable for the husbands, just a walking embarrassment. I don't ever want to be in a home where the wife is not obedient to the husband, runs off at the mouth, takes over conversations, always uh, bringing up some mess and burning the food at that. I've been to two homes that I will never go back again. Uh, one home, and I'm not saying any names because all of these people are still alive. The first home, the lady made some, some, some kind of green soup or something. Never, never do that to me again. And the pastor, preacher, husband was there and the wife. I, it seemed like Demisha did it on purpose to hurt me, I guess. Because she knew that I, what kind of preacher I was. But. And then the other preacher, bless his heart, it was a Sunday afternoon at the church. Man, I preached my heart out. I wanted a good meal. And the lady gave me a steak so hard, it was harder than uh, the Rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> I would never go back to these people. There was another lady, too, and uh, they still living, too, so I'm not going to say any names. He invited me to preach in a church out in California in the San Francisco Bay. We went so running every day, went witnessing every day, preached the gospel at night. I remember this service. I preached on hell on Sunday morning, on Easter Sunday morning. It shocked the pastor. Whole church came down, everybody, saved and lost. I think it was about 11 people got saved. But I, I, I found out why the husband had so many problems with his stomach. His stomach. Because this woman would just feed us hot dogs and chips. Maybe some uh, poke and beans. Look at some of you women right now. You're mad because I'm bringing that up. Why are you mad about this? Is that what you do? You shouldn't do that. Every day, me and the kids and the pastor go in there get a paper plate and Get a hot dog and some chips and pork and beans. You know, like every every day we had that, I think. We might have had something else. And I finally had to leave the house. I left the house in protest. And I walked. I said, where are you going, preacher? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about where I'm going. <laughs> Woo! 
I said, I'm going somewhere. And I didn't want to tell him. I, I said, I, I, I went and got me some food, man. I hate to be, I don't want to be in a house with a cantankerous, stubborn, proud, rebellious woman. And I know how to handle my proud, stubborn, rebellious woman. I'm not going to put up with her foolishness. But I don't want to be bothered with that. And uh, this is foundational to having a totally happy family where the children don't have to go out looking for a mother. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Just do it. And some things in life, if you want to have the blessings of God and if you're truly saved, you just do what God says even though you don't understand it. I don't understand why God wants me to stay with my first original and only wife and not have a concubine like Abraham. And uh, some other wives and concubines like the other great men of God. But uh, I just go with what God leads me to do. Anyway, let's pray for other people, and uh, let's pray for other families. And all we can do is pray for them. We can't make people do what God's Word tells them to do. And, but one thing my wife always knew, and she knows now, and most, most men, you can't do what I do because they don't believe you would do anything. My wife knows from Jump Street, from way back in the beginning, that if you don't want to obey God's word, God's word that I just read in your hearing, then you don't need to be here. You need to go someplace else because you're not willing to be the wife that God told you to be and that you promised you would be in your traditional vows to God. And see, the difference between you and me, I mean that. I'm not for divorce. God is not for divorce. But whatever you need to do, I'm not, I'm not, I have nothing to do with it. But you can't continue to live here and not do what I tell you. And that's to this day. And she knows I don't mind losing her. I believe God would bless us both if we stayed together. And I think he'll bless me if she leaves on her own. But there's no need for you to be in a marriage that you're not going to do what God told you to do and you claim to be a Christian. Because that is not a workable situation. What you want that husband to do is like my dad did, and that is a compromise, like millions of other men have done. Compromise on the Word of God. Then you don't have God's blessings on you or your wife or the children. You have hell. And hellaciousness and foolishness no produ productivity, no accomplishments, no college graduates, no 100 plus books written, another 100 plus books edited and published for other people, publications that reach the world. Preaching the gospel every day, you don't get all of that if you compromise the word of God. If you men continue 
to hearken to the voice of your wife instead of hearkening to the voice uh, of God. You're not going anywhere fast. Yes, the women are mad at me for saying it temporarily, but they'll be back. You know why? I don't worry about women getting mad. Oh, there are women who are mad, so mad they, they hope that my wife divorces me. They, I, can't, I can't believe that he would say such things in these modern times. Believe it. It needs to be God's way or no way, as I told my wife before we got married. I tell you what, I'm glad I'm not your wife. Women, the feelings are mutual. I thank God you and I never met. If you have that kind of attitude. I feel sorry for your husband. I feel sorry for a husband who had to put it with that mess. Women can get up and go when they want to go and you don't know where they are. And they, they can buy a car when they want to and then come back in your face and say, you're not my daddy and all this kind of mess. <laughs> Girl, you would never do that with me. Never, never, never. So uh, you shouldn't do it with your husband. So let's pray for other people, other families, and other people. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the healing of all people who are married. Lord, I pray for the salvation of those marriages and families that where the people are not saved. I pray for the revival of those marriages and families that are saved. And uh, Holy Father God, help your people to come back, as we read earlier, from their backslidings. And Holy Father God, <clears throat> we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving. And Holy Father God, I thank you for the journey you put me on and our family on. I just marvel and I am still amazed and I, th and I thank you for the precious memories. And I still pray for all of my grown children and for the grown children of other people. And Lord, I pray that other people would realize if they're, if they're in the so-called empty nest that there's no such thing as the empty nest. if there is Jesus in the life. And so, Lord, help your older saints to be reminded by you that there is work that needs to be done. They would not be here if you did not want to use them for your glory, praise, honor, and kingdom. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the people who name the name of Christ red, yellow, black, and white, have mercy and grace upon us all and forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults of not obeying your great commandment and not obeying your great commission. Help us to repent of our sins. Please forgive us of our sins and help us to repent of our sins in this regard. Lord, help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face <clears throat> and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent.
and Holy Father God and get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I do pray also for all people who are in the ministry of government, from the president on down, And we pray for all other leaders of all other countries. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we pray that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, lead and guide and direct them all where we can lead peaceful and quiet lives, cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of the people uh, in government who have that problem and Holy Father God we also pray for all Christians who are in uh, who are under persecution around the globe protect us all deliver us all and place upon us the whole arm of God grant us your grace for our trying hours and possibly our dying hours for Lord we know not when on anything but you do so prepare us, Lord, for the rapture. Prepare us, Lord, for an early death. Uh, prepare us, Lord, for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for uh, celebrations and tra tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. And help us to be at peace with all of it. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the millions again who are hurting because of the coronavirus plague. Many uh, thousands are entering into hospitals again because the plague has not gone anywhere, even though people are doing the lying happy talk, foolishness. And we pray, Lord, that you would comfort these people and strengthen these people who are hurting from the plague pandemic. And Holy Father God, let your will be done. We pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Betty Ray Bryant. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Nevada resident Adam John Paul Perriault. We pray for the family and friends of South African resident Lorraine Wendy. We pray for the families that lost family members from the shooting at the tavern on yesterday. We pray for the family and friends of South Africa resident Paul Leonard Newman. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of California resident Nahay Robinson. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for Pastor Bushibi. Uh, and we join with him and thank you for the new church that has been founded in Bondini. Thank you, Lord, for the successful leadership meeting in Bungama. Thank you, Lord, for the souls saved at Sister uh, Balia's, Balia's funeral. Please heal Timothy completely and provide for his family. Please heal Melanie's eyes completely and um,
provide her with the contact lenses she needs. Please comfort the family of Sister Tabitha after her death. We pray for Evelyn. Please give her family provision, grace, favor, and prosperity. We pray, Lord, for Linda. Please help Linda's sister, Lisa, to forgive their parents and let their father see his grandchildren more often. Protect her as she works as a nurse and help her to let go of all grudges and unforgiveness and to be strong and kind in the Lord. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the people who have trusted your Savior. Down through the years, help them all to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for to Shaddai, Florence, Japheth, Judith, Elizabeth, and we pray, Lord, for all of the people who have recommitted their lives to you. We pray for Nalom, Cheer, Sabrina, Doris, and Jennifer. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in our life as well. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ in the free pardon of your sins, if you have never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and received him into your heart so that you could be paid, rather so that you can avoid going to that awful place called hell and yes even live a better life here by his grace and power if you do not know him get to know him tonight for Jesus Christ said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Jesus Christ lets you know in a few words that because of God's love he sent his only begotten son Jesus Christ to take care of the biggest problem in the history of the world and that is the sin of mankind. Like all of the lambs that had to be sacrificed in the Old Testament to cover sins Jesus Christ, the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, who never sinned in word, thought, or deed, the only man who ever walked the earth, who never sinned in word, thought, or deed. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ paid your sin debt. It is the most beautiful picture, the most beautiful story ever told. He paid your sin debt, God wrapped in flesh, the Son of God. If he's the Son of God, that means he is God. That's why the Jews wanted him killed, because he said he was the Son of God. 
he suffered. He chose to suffer. Pilate was willing to let him go. He chose to suffer, to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. I want to say something here that I've never heard said before. It may be possible that Pilate believed in Jesus Christ. I don't know. The Roman governor who ordered him to be crucified. And whether he did or not, you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. For he paid your sin debt. You don't have to go to hell for your sins. But you will if you, re if you reject Jesus Christ and choose not to believe in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend. Believe that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God. The bad news is, if you reject Jesus Christ and you don't believe in him, you will spend eternity in the flames of hell. The good news is, is you don't have to do that. Your sins have already been paid for. You don't have to pay for them. It is your choice. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So pray. And ask him to save you. Believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ who rose from the dead. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. And call on his name. For the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer. And let's pray the sinner's prayer together. Get saved tonight. And your life will never be the same. Let's pray together. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I truly believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for all of my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. By your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins 
Help me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. To help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It's based upon the verse where Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And uh, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com so that we can rejoice with you about your newfound salvation and so that we can send you some uh, extra material to help you to grow in the faith. If you have a prayer request, please send that prayer request in and we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer. No willing, if the Lord tarries is coming tomorrow night, uh, I hope to wrap up the July 4th series. And uh, so you pray for me. I can only do so much now. I am committed to preaching at least once a day. And uh, uh, I, 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 I could preach it tonight, but I, I want to give my staff some rest as well and some relaxation and let them do some things that they need to do. And so, uh, pray without ceasing and uh, keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. And one of the best ways to, to, to do that, keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord, is to pray without ceasing. So let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing and for what you will do. Thank you for your Holy Word, your Holy Spirit, and for the power of prayer. Help us to walk in that throughout the night. And in upcoming days, if you should tarry your coming and if you would allow us to live, help us to all who are saved, pray without ceasing, and save those, Lord, who are lost. Please do not give them rest without ceasing. Lord, do not give them any rest until they come to know your Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.